0: Coming to you from somewhere in sanctuary, this is episode 383 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. This episode is called Free the Fire. It is October 28, 2022, and this is Jen. I don't have a ton of things to talk about today, but I've think i've brought some interesting things at the very least i'm going to start with a better abk who is on twitter and that's the abk workers alliance and they are talking about the daily mail article about uh another female worker being uh sexually assaulted at activision and or blizzard i'm not sure they highlight that article and then they have a thread here so i'm going to read the thread because the abk workers alliance account is usually dead on with everything that they've posted so here we are on october 10th 2022 the daily mail broke a story about the most recent sexual assault allegations at activision blizzard as employees of this company we feel that it is important to address this situation these recent allegations filed by a plaintiff who is anonymously referred to as jane doe details some very disturbing allegations against manuel vega uh, Manuel 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 Vega, a former manager who left the company in September of 2022. Among these allegations are sexual battery, sexual harassment, gender discrimination, failure to prevent harassment, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Jane Doe alleges that Vega often touched her inappropriately despite her stating that she was uncomfortable with this. Vega also made inappropriate remarks and even threatened several times to release photos of her that were sexual in nature without her consent. These allegations were not addressed in any formal way by company leadership. Except for in a Slack message posted after office hours that included several other bullet, bullet points with various other company news. We feel that addressing the allegations in this way without any other formal means of communication that have been used for previous allegations, such as email, is an insult to the horrific experience that Jane Doe endured. Leadership addressed the initial allegations from last year as, quote, factually incorrect, old and out of context, end quote, which in turn caused an employee walkout across the company. The continued dismissive responses from leadership have showed us that we have so much more work to do. This is why it is important that leadership meet with the Worker Committee Against Sex and Gender Discrimination. We have outlined what we feel are necessary changes to our workplace that are based on real situations experienced by ourselves and our co-workers. We are taking these issues very seriously, and we hope leadership is too. We as a collective stand with Jane Doe, and we will continue to find ways to make our workplace a safer and more equitable one. That's hard to say. A more equitable one in any way we can and i think that's important for the workers the abk workers alliance to say because it's you know they've done a great job of unifying people who work there as well as people who just enjoy the games or have friends there or you know this kind of thing they do a really good job of it and i think this was a pretty valid point um i read the daily mail thing on a previous podcast episode and uh, skipped over a number of things intentionally to not uh, trigger people who have lived through this kind of garbage, right? So um, I think it's good that the ABK is really, you know, going on Twitter and basically calling out Activision Blizzard for not actually handling this. I think that's really good. It's a good precedent to set for, you know, really any company that's acting like this. There's an article here from Lords of Gaming, which I know almost nothing about. Uh, It is called An Open Letter to the CMA. This one was written by Steve Perry... And it is an opinion piece. So there's a thing at the top that says, Disclaimer, the viewpoint expressed below is solely that of the author and does not represent an official position of lordsofgaming.net. This type of disclaimer is pretty common on any site that allows people to post what amounts to an opinion piece. So I'll read you some of this. This week, the UK's Competitions and Markets Authority invited the public to express its views regarding Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard King. I took the opportunity to do so. The letter I sent to them in its entirety is below. And there's a picture here of Xbox uh, and then a little line and then Activision Blizzard. And it's got a whole bunch of characters from various games the company makes. This is at least part of what he wrote. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing. To the Competition and Markets Authority. I want to begin my remarks by offering thanks for your organization and its members for your diligent efforts to ensure the betterment of consumers in the United Kingdom and indeed around the world. I would also like to thank you for allowing the public to share their thoughts on Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard King. Before sharing my views on this proposed acquisition, I wanted briefly to share my background with the gaming industry to provide context for my remarks and to lay bare any biases I may have. I have been a consumer in the gaming industry for well over 20 years. Throughout that time I have owned multiple consoles manufactured by each of today's leading console makers, Microsoft, Nintendo and Sony. For the last year I've also served as a writer for the journalistic outlet LordsofGaming.net. At the start of this console generation I decided to purchase an Xbox Series X over a PlayStation 5 having determined that I preferred the value proposition offered by Microsoft's brand as an entry point into this generation of gaming. I anticipate that I will also purchase a PlayStation Station 5 before the end of the current generation. Having said this, I believe the provisional findings from the CMA's Phase 1 review of the merger overstate the likelihood of harm from this acquisition and understate both the likelihood and magnitude of its potential benefits. In my view, the most likely outcomes of this acquisition will lead to more robust competition in the gaming industry for the betterment of consumers. And he's got quite a bit in here. Uh, I'll read you a little bit more about the console platforms thing and then you can catch the rest yourself. Everything I talk about on the show will be linked into the show notes at shattered soulstone.com so here's the impact on console platforms portion of this opinion piece in its issue statement the cma indicated that one of the focuses of its phase two investigation will be potential harms that may come to xbox's console competitors particularly playstation should xbox decide to use its ownership of activision's properties to try to win market share through exclusivity Pricing or degradation of quality. I agree with the CMA's assertion that Microsoft may have commercial incentives to do this to drive affinity for their platform. With that said, given their public commitments to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation with feature and content parity, it is most probable that they will drive affinity by adding Activision's catalog and future games to Game Pass, getting the product to consumers at a lower price point. In my reading, this approach would be beneficial for two reasons. 1. Absent the merger, every consumer who desired to play games such as Call of Duty or the upcoming Diablo 4 would need to purchase them at full price. After the merger's consummation, that option would remain available to every consumer, but consumers who owned an Xbox, a capable PC, or the capability of accessing cloud gaming would also have the option of playing the title through a more more inexpensive subscription. 2. Over time, this approach may lead to wider adoption of the Xbox console program, tightening the current broad gap between Microsoft and Sony's market share, and, more importantly, market power. If the competition between these two console manufacturers were closer in the future, this would benefit consumers. I will provide just one example of why below, as I am confident other respondents will provide theirs. One of the ways in which the magnitude of Sony's current market lead harms consumers is in its ability to secure Full or timed exclusives from third party developers and publishers. Due to the commanding market lead it has gained over the past nine years, Sony is capable of securing favorable conditions on these deals in a way that Microsoft cannot. The reason is simply arithmetic. To convince a third party player to enter into an exclusivity agreement, Sony must offer the partner more money than it would expect to lose by not releasing on Xbox or by releasing on Xbox a year or more later. Microsoft, of course, would have to do the same. However, this is typically only viable for Sony due to the drastic difference in install bases on their platforms. With a total combined install base of 150 million plus compared to Xbox's 60 to 70 million, the circumstances in which such an agreement is commercially viable for Sony are far broader than they are for Microsoft. While this is a legitimate business practice and part of Sony's strategy for driving affinity to its console, it brings harm to any consumer without a PlayStation platform. Absent such agreements, I would have been able to play games such as final fantasy 7 remake bloodborne and marvel's spider-man on my xbox instead i had to purchase a playstation 4 others of lesser means simply could not play them were the competition between two consoles closer such deleterious exercises of market power would be rarer and more costly this is just one of many examples of how closer competition between the two manufacturers would be welfare enhancing and he goes on from there if you'd like to see the rest of it it's um, pretty decent so far. I haven't read the whole thing because so it's kind of long, but you get the idea. Also, I had no idea that people were allowed to just randomly send comments to the CMA about what they think about the um, merger, basically, and how this would affect Sony and all of this stuff. Maybe this was only in the UK and that's why I hadn't heard of it, or maybe I've just been really busy lately, which is in fact true and just missed out entirely. But it's kind of interesting that you know you could just do that if you knew about it. Maybe had to be in the UK. I don't know. Maxroll is doing something super cool. They always do super cool things with a whole bunch of games. Uh, They have launched an ad. They have launched ad free options, which is pretty exciting because a lot of people want to support the site, but don't want to see ads in general. Like I avoid ads as much as I possibly can and support in other ways if I'm able. And so here's just a little bit about this from Maxroll. Introduction. We at MaxRoll love our patrons. It's been our pleasure to cover your favorite games and look forward to expanding for years to come. Just like everyone else on planet Earth, we hate ads hate is in all caps but our server plus development costs are so high that we cannot survive without them until now today we're excited to release something that many have asked for an affordable ad free option where you can browse our site in peace while simultaneously supporting us let's see how it works so the next part says how it works step one click the login in the top right there is a login it says login register ad free up there it's in blue text You'll find the new ad-free option in the top right of our page. Just click the login button and you'll be able to create your account and sign in. Then you create your account and sign in. At the login screen, you have a few options. The easiest is just to sign in with your Discord account. If you don't have to create so you don't have to create anything new, this will also connect your special badge if you select the A or S tier packages. Otherwise, hit create account at the bottom, fill out the information and sign in. If you ever lose your information in the future, come back to this screen and select record cover your account to fix it choose your tier the final step is to choose what tier you'd like and whether you'd like to subscribe monthly or yearly so b tier removes all ads for two dollars per month a tier removes all ads and gives you a special role in discord for three dollars per month s tier gives you the same rewards as a tier but costs five dollars per month to further support us and then there's a little screen showing those options they also will accept feedback about this and i think that's pretty awesome because overall, in general, just when I'm on the internet looking stuff up, maybe for this show, maybe for other stuff I write about, there's typically two kinds of things I'm seeing happen. One of them is, here you go, just read our stuff, this is great, you know, that kind of thing. And you don't see any ads. Now, We we, my husband and I here have some ad mitigation going on, to be clear, but even with that, There are websites I'll go to, like I'll look online for something that I'm interested in in that moment, and I'll see a headline from some news site that maybe I'm not super familiar with. And I'll look at it and I'll say, Oh, hey, that's the thing I want to know more about. Great. And I'll click on their link to it. And the first thing I see is a pop up saying, You need to make an account. You need to subscribe before you can read this. You need to, you know, it'll pop up things like, Those little pop-ups that allow you to opt out of some ad and other data collection stuff, but not all of it, of course. And then there's a thing if you're in California and possibly other states that says don't sell my personal information. We're in California and California has made it a law that you can literally go to any of the websites that have those kinds of pop-ups and say don't sell my information. The downside of that is uh, if you choose that one, they automatically don't show you the part about Uh, blocking some of the ad-related and data collection stuff. So it's a little weird, you know? But this with Maxroll is very clear. They're trustworthy. These are the guys that uh, really know what they're doing with all the Diablo games that have made countless tier lists and resources and all this other stuff. So you can trust these guys not to screw around with your money. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And there's so many websites that just block everything. I've seen websites that are not gaming related at all in many cases that as soon as you arrive the first time like you've never heard of the site you go there as soon as you arrive you get this nasty pop up that pretty much blocks you from seeing the thing that you wanted to see and it's, uh, it's frustrating in a number of ways and then there's the other ones from bigger companies that maybe sometimes write about gaming but not typically that's not typically their whole thing where you go there and you get a paragraph and you can see the text slowly fading away as they're asking for money And I don't think there's anyone in this world who has enough money to pay for every single one of these things that they want to look at. But Max Roll, they're being very, you know, generous about this, you know. It's not gonna, like, I could do the, you know, like, roughly $2 a month thing and not really feel anything bad happening to our bank account, you know what I mean? So... I think they're doing it right, and so few sites do, so I'm very impressed with the way Maxwell is handling this. The Diablo account on Twitter has been doing all kinds of stuff, um, and I found this one, and it is titled From Diablo's Book of Curses and Verses, Volume 666. Now, it's got that sort of tan, sort of weathered-looking background with ink art on it like you'd see in, like, Book of Cain, um, you know, all this stuff, and so that's there, and there is a poem with a drawing, and I'm going to read you these because they're just fun, okay? (laughs) It's kind of a Halloween-y thing, so you've got a Diablo uh, head leering down at a group of adventurers that seem to be standing on his claw, which is coming out of the picture frame a bit. This is the verses, this is one of them. From Diablo's Book of Curses and Verses, Volume 666, of course, this is it. In the burning hells, evil walks. He listens for your sins and talks of burning flesh, of terror's paws. Walk not within diablo's claws and they're sitting there's like three adventurers sitting there one's definitely a necromancer one's probably a barbarian the other one might be a sorceress i'm not sure and then there's a second one and it's got one of those um those fallen guys with the axes and and not the little teeny ones but the big ones chasing this woman across a field apparently and here's the poem that goes with that be merry be kind a pathetic instruction be greedy be cruel a far better production for in a world where demons are fed it is moments mere until you are dead and i kind of love it you know (laughs) so i shared it with you and again i'll link to it in the show notes if you want to see the artwork yourself here's something else i'm actually excited about other than the max roll thing red october who's part of the scrappy server uh they do campfires every so often. I've participated in a few of those, and basically you get on the Discord, you know, they talk about topics related to Diablo Immortal, at least the ones I've participated in or or heard. Um, And you you can listen to it, or you can join in the the talk. And so here's what this is going to be. It's going to be on the Scrappy Echo server. Here's the tweet that Red October wrote in there. Took a few months off from Diablo Immortal campfires. Needed to collect enough firewood. Scheduled the next one for October 31st at noon, E.T. Let's talk about Season 6 and other states of the game. Join the Immortal Campfire on our Discord. There's a link to the Discord there, so if that's something you want to do, you can join the Discord. Maybe you're already in it. I'm in it somewhere in there. And, um... Yeah, and I got asked if I wanted to do this, and Red October is also in the Shattered Soulstone Discord, and he put up something about this in there, so if you're in the Shattered Soulstone Discord, you might be able to come over and do that on October 31st at noon ET, which for me is like 9am, so I'll try. (laughs) I'm kind of a night owl. Totally a night owl. These are fun. I've done a few... There's always people that have more information about the game than I'm aware of, which is good to share information about it, and people are very knowledgeable that tend to want to say something. You can also ask questions, so if you're confused about something in Diablo Immortal, or you're wondering when is this going to change, or have they changed this, whatever it is, somebody's got the answer in there, probably, and if they don't, they'll they'll let you know. And it's just a lot of fun. It's just a really fun thing to do and talk to a bunch of people that also are playing Diablo Immortal. And regarding that, actually, um, I'm pretty sure, and I'm going to check on this as I'm you know, recording the show because I'm like totally prepared. Yeah, that's it. Um, so you may be aware that there's been some server merging, and it looks like Iceburn tier is going to merge with... The Soulstone server, which is the one I picked, because of course, I mean, what what name of server could be better, right? You know, for me and for people who you know, whatever that uh, wanted to pick one. If I remember correctly, I think Nineball with West March Workshop podcast uh, picked uh, West March something. Um, so, I mean, it just made sense. You know, it was kind of like a nice little shout out for some of these uh some of these diablo podcasts have been around for a while that was kind of cool so i of course went to the Soulstone. so i think Iceburn burnt here is merging with us so that will be really cool we'll have a good community going on in there and that's about the best you can hope for right Speaking of Diablo Immortal, we do have some more stuff here. Uh, From October 25th, there's a news thing. See Sanctuary anew through a character transfer. And then the first thing they talk about is the merging servers. And they've got a list here for South America, East Asia 1, uh, Korea, East Asia 2, Japan, North America 1, and North America 2. And they are placing them in little chunks of four, so you can see which ones are merging together. It wasn't very clear to me exactly where they were going. You know, like I, I'm not sure. It says, um, I'll just read you a little bit of this, uh, minus the character transfer thing, which I'll get to in a minute. But merging, basically, since this is an important decision, we wanted to alert you that some servers will be merging shortly after our next content content update in two weeks. This change is being made so players will have an easier time finding other players to party up with, regardless of the server they play on. To ensure you can make an informed decision on which server to transfer to, here is a complete list of all servers that will merge. Yeah, so somewhere in there is Iceburn tier. And that one is collected in the North America 2 group with the servers called Sandro, the Mouth, the Malice, Iceburn, Tier, and the Worldstone. So... There's that. All servers that are merging have been broken into groupings of four. Once server merge goes into effect, you will continue to log into your same server, but you will notice you can now play Diablo Immortal with players on any server in your grouping. Do keep this in mind when considering which server to move to using the new character transfer feature. If uh, this is only the first round of server merges, we will continue to monitor player populations on all servers and merge additional servers as needed. At this time, we cannot say when additional server merges will occur, but we will keep players updated. So that's kind of a good thing. Character transfer is a thing. People have wanted to do that. So here's a little bit about that. And I don't know exactly when that starts happening, but maybe it'll say in here. Uh, The ability to transfer your character from one server to another has been among the top requested changes from our community and we hear you. Diablo Immortal is not only a game about slaying demons to obtain powerful loot, but also about having meaningful experiences alongside other players in Sanctuary. It is our utmost pleasure to announce that players may now transfer from one server to another. Both current players and new players will receive one free character transfer to use as they wish, whether it will be to vanquish darkness with friends on another server, to make new friends beyond your current server, or even for the sake of changing things up. We want to empower players to enjoy the game on whichever server feels like home to them. Here is what character transfer will specifically... How character transfer will specifically work for you. Your first character transfer will be free. There is an asterisk attached to that. Where does that asterisk go? Ah, we reserve the right to discontinue your one free character transfer at any time without notice. Subsequent character transfers will cost $15 USD each and will be retained on your account until it is used. Characters must be level 30 and above to qualify for a character transfer. It will take several minutes for a character transfer to complete. During the character transfer process, you will not be able to log into your account until it has been finalized. After a character transfer, a character must wait to 30 days before they can transfer to another server. Now, if it costs, if you get the freebie one, right? Okay. And you go to a server and you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to like it here. And then you decide, oh wait, all my friends are on that other one. Then you can merge, you know, your, yeah, you know, I guess transfer. You can transfer your character over maybe to that one, whatever that is, but you're going to have to pay $15 for it. Now, if all your friends are there, maybe it's worth it. But otherwise, I mean, I don't know. Um there's a few more things in here uh, when a character is transferred to another server the account that your character is attached to remains unchanged which is good because you don't want to lose all your stuff after a character transfer all items will be retained on your character however any items that your character possesses that can be traded in Winton's grand market will no longer be tradable this restriction has been added to uphold the integrity of transactions in Winton's grand market and ensure that the connected security of your ensure the connected security of your account we understand this might be inconvenient but hold player safety to the highest standard your cosmetics will transfer over Um, if your target server has a character with the same name of the character you wish to transfer a random number will be added to your name and a free name change will be provided that's that's all right the server that your character is being transferred to must have fewer than five of your other characters currently on it so you can't if you have a bunch of characters they're limiting you to five uh or less of this um i guess four or less maybe The level of your character being transferred cannot be higher than the current Paragon server level of the target server. That's a thing. I never even thought about that. So if you've got like this really high Paragon and your friends are on this other server and the Paragon on that server is lower than yours, it looks like. No, it has to be higher than the current... I don't know, man. It just sounds like kind of a mess to think about, for me at least. Maybe everybody else just gets this on intrinsically and understands it better than me. Uh, character transfers are not available on certain servers due to restrictions. No server transfer between China region servers and other regions will be allowed. Character cannot be transferred if they are in a clan or warband. They must first manually leave their clan or warband to initiate a character transfer. And then you get all this other stuff. There's information about the Season 6 battle pass going on, but I think Season 6 has ended. Let's see. Begins on October 27, So, okay, it just started, I guess. Hungry Moon was a thing for a bit. Some other stuff in here. So that's, that's kind of a thing to know about. As far as the servers... Um, I've been playing as much Diablo Immortal as I can. I've been super busy with all kinds of things, but I've been playing a lot more. I've got a bunch of videos I have yet to put up on YouTube, but I'll get there. And I've noticed that there was a lot more population running around on the Soulstone server, and that when I went to go do either a Elder Rift or a Greater Rift, I was immediately invited into joining a group of, like, two players. Now, I don't know if they... You know, my character's name is Jen Soulstone because what could be more appropriate, right? And I don't know if they listened to the show and knew who I was or if they just needed a barbarian to join them because that's what I'm playing. And it's happened like a couple of times over and over and uh, different players. So I think that's really cool. And I'm hoping that this could possibly make it easier to do the, um, I'm going to say, battles that are from that like tree in the middle of, well, maybe not the middle... I can't remember the name of it. There's, like, the, the the fire character and the ice character, and you got to, like, get eight people to go in and do it, and I'm hoping that'll make that easier because I have only been able to get in there once and um, actually participate in there, and otherwise it's just people uh, who drop out of uh, deciding to be part of that group or they get, like, their game crashes or something. My game crashes a lot, but, you know, it's getting better, I think. It was really bad earlier on but i there's a lot of people on the Soulstone. so if you're looking for a more populated server than uh, what you're on now i would recommend it there's also a thing from um this is actually from october 11th and it's talking about the hallows wake limited time event that's gonna run until november 2nd and i'm still working on it a little bit it's not really clear to me exactly how you do some of these things like i've been able to consistently finish the vengeful dead thing you know but you got to get all three of these the fun thing though is the trick-or-treat thing where you can like have the game send you to the crone and she will give you one little stone thing and you can use those for stuff so like one of the things i used it for was to get like the there's like a a mask you can wear temporarily that was kind of fun and just things like that it's just it's a fun little halloween thing Uh, I think the, I don't know if the recruit a friend thing is still going on or not. I know the, well, I played a few days ago, and I think the Infernal Knowledge event is still going on until, oh, no, it's done, October 26th. So they'll probably bring it back. There's also all these cosmetic things that you have to buy if you want, like, a Halloween-looking Hallowed Dead cosmetic set. That you can still do until November 2nd at 2.59 a.m. There's some kind of a, Waltz Macab Cosmetics set that seems to be for I'm not sure who exactly. So, okay, so there's that. I've also got an update here. It's officially a blue note on the Blizzard uh, Diablo Immortal technical support section of their forums. I uh, of, of the forums, it's titled an update on legendary gem description discrepancies. This is written by Pez Radar, community manager. He wrote to this We have been looking into issues concerning the accuracy of the descriptions of certain legendary gems. We understand how central these gems' effects are to players' builds and progression, and we're digging into the impact that these issues have caused so that we can deliver compensation to affected players. This will require some time and data. As soon as we have more details on how we'll proceed, we'll share that with you here. Thank you for communicating your feedback to us. So, I had not noticed anything different with the gems Um, but maybe other people have and I don't know exactly what what's going on with that but I guess we'll hear about it eventually. The last thing I have for you is an amazing cosplay it's a Diablo 4 cosplay and I I believe it's the sorcerer, sorceress and you know she's like holding one of those orbs and has like someone took an, an amazing photo of this person in full cosplay of that with like smoke behind them and with like a sort of looks like they're in a Forest or something, and this is from at Dark Lady Cosplay, whose uh, the name on the Twitter is Dark Ranger Kira Ar Arlana. I hope I said that right. And she wrote, I'm so hyped for Diablo 4. I don't usually get the chance to shoot anything other than my Wow Cows cosplays. So thank you. And she tagged the photographer uh, who is at Papa Nazi, N-O-T-Z-Z-I. Not sure what I think about that. Um, Is uh, for making sure we did. And it is an amazing photo. It really is. Maybe it's supposed to be like not paparazzi. Maybe that's what they're going for. I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that one, um, because it sounds kind of awful when you read it out loud. But yeah, and the Diablo account responded to that tweet and wrote "hellishly good fit for one prepared for the end times." And uh, Dark Ranger Kira Arlana said thank you and posted a cute little gif with a little kitty cat in it. And yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, game's not even out yet. Some people did get access to the end game stuff, which. I I think I've said this before, I did get one of those, but I'm pretty sure, it. I, I'm 100% sure it does not play on a Mac, and I'm not really sure that the notification thing that I got would work on Xbox at this moment. I'm like kind of confused, but honestly, I just kind of want to play the game when it arrives. I, I don't really want to do all this other extra stuff, because I've been busy I'm really tired. I have chronic illnesses that make me absolutely exhausted. And I've been opting into so many things in the last couple of months just for fun that um, I kind of got to, like, not do all the things for a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's where we're at. That's going to be the end of this show. Again, everything I talked about is going to be on, linked to on the Shattered Soulstone website. And that's it for now. You have been listening to episode 383 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website.